Welcome to Snacks with Mac, a podcast where we share literal and figurative snacks. Today, I feel like diving into a pool of cream-filled donuts and swimming around around, amongst all of the creamy goodness. Today, (laughs) today we have the love of my life, my Pete, my soulmate, (laughs) Melissa. Uh, So, hello, Melissa. Hello, Michaela. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm great. Um, So for all of those listening and know who I am and have seen my tattoos, this is the infamous peep. No, I don't love the marshmallow goodness that is out there. It is indeed a person. (laughs) It's a friendship. So um, should we explain our love story to the listeners? I, yes, I suppose we should. Um, do you want to start it or should I? Or, 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 or should we uh, each tell our version of the love story and see how they compare? Sure, let's do that. Okay, you go first. <laughs> um, so I was living in Washington, D.C. in Michaela's aunt's house. And Michaela was a young college student, co-ed. A co-ed. <laughs> and came and lived in the house for the summer um, to do an internship. I guess we met before that. But uh, but over that summer, we, we truly bonded and became uh, friends, sisters, people, uh to each other um and after she graduated a year later she moved back to dc and lived in the house and so we were again roommates sisters best friends and uh we lived together for another what, like year or so and then slowly like moved out of the house and we moved back to rhode island and we're still the best of France. Yeah. Um, so Isn't that close? That's, I mean, that is the story. <laughs> but I'll just, I'll just <laughs> finish it off by talking about the time that I came for my spring break before I moved into that summer oh, okay. for my internship. And I remember I couldn't drink yet. So you were like, where I wasn't 21 of legal drinking age yet. And, um, you didn't really know what to do with me because Auntie Ree like tasked you with like my nighttime entertainment. And (laughs) so I think you were dog sitting at the time. And I remember we took this walk to go, um, to go take care of this dog. And it took like, we were both a little bit overwhelmed by the size of this dog. Do you remember this? Was it- wow that sounds right yes yeah. yeah marley marley yeah it took a huge poop i remember yeah. that <laughs> yep you have a snack to talk about don't you what tell us about your snack um 
first of all, I love snacks, and it's very hard to choose just one. But as I hope to have many of these conversations, as we've had in the past, I'll just rotate through. It'll be fine. Um, So today, since we're recording after I have finished my late breakfast, Mm -hmm. um, I'm having breakfast dessert in the form of cookie dough. (laughs) And... What you sent me the picture, it looks like some interesting cookie dough. So, like, tell us what's in it. It is uh, chocolate chip coconut oatmeal. Whoa. With doughs. Um, so, it's it's really yum. I made it the other night on a whim because I prefer the cookie dough to the baked cookie personally. Um, it's a texture thing. I mean, I love a good baked cookie, but. I think a lot of people are with you on that. I like to eat like a lot of the cookie dough, but at least have some to bake. Yeah. Yeah. Cookie dough. I like it. Um, And for those listening, you'll be able to find the recipe for the snack on social media the week this episode comes out and, um, and see the picture of what the ball of dough looks like. (laughs) So. Ball of dough. (laughs) Getting into it, we're going to talk and explain a little bit about what kitchen talks are. So um, I teased it a little bit in the last episode as to what kitchen talks are, but I feel like you should, you were to be the first guest of this podcast because uh, you really brought kitchen talks into my life. And my favorite memories of our kitchen talks are when we'd come home, like either we would both be like working or like coming home from a night out or whatever. And then we'd make butter toast and sit in the kitchen and talk about life. And I feel like that was very like, uh, instrumental into like the development of our relationship. So so explain kitchen talks, please. Um, I think you introduced them pretty accurately like we would be coming home from a long day it'd be maybe like our own separate days maybe we would have been out together with other people friends um and your aunt would be in bed and we would just stand in her kitchen because it was the furthest away from the stairwell that would go upstairs and like sound travel and uh installation of sound for her sleeping abilities um and she had a very small kitchen, and she had a kind of oversized island that we would, like, we would just be leaning against the island the whole time. Um, you, would, to- you would be leaning. I would for sure be sitting. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you leaning. Whatever. Doesn't- Probably. Was- oh, she did have chairs. They were just, like, very wobbly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, drunk toast is one of my favorite things after a night out like toast it up a little butter on it it's the perfect uh welcome home snack it for sure is more snack times more snack times (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean we would we would come home and we'd be in that kitchen talking for hours about everything i mean we would we would laugh about things we would get very serious talking about life everything right like Hopes, dreams, goals, romance, non-romance, friend <laughs> drama, work drama. Uh, Astro would pop in there sometimes. Oh my gosh, freaking Astro. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, 
and we just, I think we just really uh, learned a lot about each other and found a lot of similarities um, to bond over as well. While we may be, there may be a bit of an age difference. Um, <laughs> For those of you listening, I just did a major eye roll. <laughs> um, you know, we are, I, I find you to be a very kindred spirit um, and wise beyond your years. Maybe I'm a little young for my age, you know, but, uh, well, um, to quote, well, I'm not going to use that quote. It's very inappropriate now. (laughs) It has been tarnished. I think a lot of people could fill in the lines there, (laughs) but our age difference doesn't mean anything. (laughs) People can understand what I was going to (laughs) say. Um, yeah, and, and and beyond our friendship and what Kitchen Talks meant to them, I always felt like being in the kitchen with people, like, while they were, like, cooking or, like, getting ready for something was always, like, a fun time, too. You know, yeah. like, I mean, <laughs> a lot of my memories of Kitchen Talks were, like, in that kitchen, but, like, hosting different people <laughs> or, like, the infamous, like, snowmageddon drunk night. Oh, my God. <laughs> We drank literally everything in the house, and then there was, like, limoncello in the freezer that we were like, should we drink this? No. The answer is no. If no. you had every other drop of alcohol in your house, you should not turn to the limoncello no. in the freezer. That isn't actually yours. That isn't ours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't recall the limoncello. I don't, I don't, think, it actually, I don't think it ever got opened, but because I, I think we we were toasty. You especially. Yeah, sorry, I don't recall the lemon jello. <laughs> uh, but so, like, moments like that, too, I feel like they always happen in a kitchen, and it's just, like, very, uh, yeah. those very fun. I like them a lot. I also, Melissa, wanted to talk to you about the consent corner because this has been something we've been talking about during the whole pandemic and, uh, like, in in more ways than what it means for COVID consent. But let's talk a little bit about our journey of how we came there and then we can share the wonderful tagline. Um... Yeah, I mean, so obviously we've all been, <laughs> we've been in it for a year, right? Like, we've we've been going through it, uh, the motions, the masks, the anxiety, everything. Um, I, we both work in restaurants, which is, like, we're both lucky to work for restaurants that have, have sustained and survived to this point anyways. Correct. Um, Very lucky. Like really- a really stressful, daunting task, and like our our respective jobs have handled it differently. Um, and and I don't know for me and the people I work with, like the people I work with are my closest, some of my closest friends, and that's only been fortified by this this shared experience of of a pandemic. Very much um, same. <laughs> I <and> leaned into. <laughs> <laughs> Why there was an awkward pause? So... <laughs> oh, 
I I leaned into the mic to say that, and Melissa only saw the bottom of my neck. <laughs> anyway, so my my work family, my friends, we've we have a very uh, shared mentality about how to maintain the safety of our work life and that space so that it can stay open so that we can stay employed we can keep our our staff employed um and uh you know we definitely have like this group mentality and at one point my my coworker, the chef and I were leaving together and she was getting on her bike and I started walking away and somebody she kind of knew I I had already walked away and somebody she kind of knew like walked up to her when I was you know across the street and I didn't see this but they like they came right in and gave her a hug because uh they were going through a divorce and they felt like they needed a hug this is not a person that she would have hugged in normal times um (laughs) which is even the weirder part about that right like it was all just it and it it was the the first time that she had had this experience, it's the first time that either of us really like seen this happen um, in our own bubble. And she felt so violated, but like unsure, right? Because it was such a out of body experience. Cause this, this happened in like August yeah. and you know, after months of, of distancing and like being around people that, that got it or like had the same mentality and this, this jackass just, like, came right in because he wanted a hug um, and felt entitled for whatever reason. And she felt like she did something wrong by not, like, pushing it off. But I don't know that I would have reacted any differently than she did. I've had, I've had this experience with people that I actually know and would have hugged in normal times since, since then. And, like, I have frozen and, like, kind of let it happen awkwardly and and been unsure of how to how to address it I was walking down the street and I expected to see her go by on her bike and it never happened before I turned or our paths would have diverged and then she texted me that this had happened to her and as I was walking home I was getting very agitated and angry very agitated and angry I was very like having my own kind of anxiety spiral with with everything with the world with the pandemic and it just like it it I was ang- like I started angry walking home I started texting Michaela we or maybe I called you right away yeah I think you called me and told me about this or maybe we were already on the phone together or something and then I was reading the text as I was walking yes yeah I, um I got very worked up about it and just like couldn't stop thinking about it or talking about it and just like angry at this person for like violating my friend's space um and then that led us to our collective conversation about it because while that hadn't I don't think that specifically had happened to you yet like there were other things that you were seeing because you are one of the most covid safe people that I know try to be bubble and um and especially at that point I think and you were like you were in your own anxiety space about the pandemic and everything and and trying to manage other people's expectations and feelings and and I think that's something that we both do a lot but yes but 
in 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 normal life not just with covid things (laughs) uh so then when when this came up like we were we were both looking at it as like a a consent problem yeah a consent problem and just like just royally fucked up and so then you know it started this conversation about like well what is what is consent in the time of covid like everybody thinks of consent as um like a in sexual, a, like yeah. romantic and it's like that's very important um but like our our conversations about consent as a society like kind of fall off consent. like at that sexual yeah. part yeah. yeah like need to be like refocused in this time where like as especially now i think it's even more relevant now in end of january beginning of february as this vaccine is starting to roll out people are like my freaking landlord it's like oh like i can't get it i can't spread it like i'm not gonna wear like no like you still have to wear a mask if you're coming to my house like i'm not gonna let you like come to my house without a mask like i'm not just gonna shake your hand you can't just come in for a hug like can i pet your dog is a whole other thing too yeah the dog thing especially like that was uh, a different world it's a whole new world like not all dogs are friendly and not all people like dogs like it works both ways and so that's like how we just kept like talking about this and having this be a more regular segment on the pod so that we could have a space to kind of cover areas of consent that aren't in a sexual nature that are more in like a an everyday situation because like those things still matter too because like you don't know where people are at you don't know what people's experience levels are like you don't know and even like talking about conversations too like or like if someone has like the mental capacity to talk about things all of these things will be covered anyways (laughs) so that's where the that's where the conversation kept going that we like wanted to talk about these things and um but we were having problems figuring out like whether like how we wanted to organize all of the topics that we wanted to talk about because like neither of us had the time to devote to a whole a whole project a singular thing and i was going through all the motions of trying to start this podcast but not actually doing any work on it until now so I was like, well, why don't we just, would you want to include this as a segment, a regular segment where you could be a recurring guest and we could have different things and share it on the social media of Snacks with MacPod too. So um, that I felt like was a good way to one, have this still be a project that we focused on, but also like have it not be something that either of us had to devote our entire attention to. Yeah. So it just fit. Yeah. Out of all of the talks that we just had about the consent corner for our listeners today, even though everyone seems to be pretty comfortable with like how um, you're living or whatever, I think it's just important to ask for consent. Not, it doesn't have to be like, can I have consent for this? But like when you're about to talk to someone about something or uh enter into a level of covid things that you're not quite sure where people stand at just ask them if it's okay before they go into it it's a blanket statement pretty seems like common sense but you'd be surprised how many people don't follow that yeah yeah and complete complete strangers which for me for me a stranger is like an even bigger barrier to to some of these behaviors but for others it seems like 
being a stranger is like less of a barrier. Yeah. Somebody's space. And I think we see that all the time in non-COVID times in like the restaurant industry, right? But. Um, oh yeah. Non-COVID times. I have tons of stories about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's, yeah, it's just, it's a evolving, changing conversation landscape. And um, I think it's just always important to remember that like, just because you feel comfortable somewhere with something doesn't mean that the person sitting next to you does, regardless of how well or how little you know about them. Yeah. And I think, like, that being said, everyone that everyone can pick up on vibes. If you, like, are clearly seeing someone not being comfortable with whatever you're doing, just be like, hey, are you okay with this? Or do, would you like me to change my behavior? Or gather like the appropriate language for whatever situation you're in but like I feel like it's a pretty easy thing to do in the moment just pay attention to your surroundings and the people around you people or beings yeah Did so <laughs> gonna take that out. <laughs> yep, gonna gonna edit that out in the post. <laughs> Every episode we're gonna end with the guest's figurative snack for the week. So what have you prepared for us today, Melissa? Um, well I didn't I uh, I didn't prepare much of anything but I, <laughs> uh, I follow this really great snack related instagram feed yes um, you do live from snack time uh it's anonymous quotes from children usually anonymous or submitted anonymously um and they're pretty fantastic if you don't follow this feed i highly recommend it um but there was... i will share that in the uh in the story uh, today's, today's quote was, I don't remember, sorry, child and age, I don't remember, but the quote was like, I don't want to go to school. It was something like, I don't want to go to school today. Uh, I like, I want to go to the ice cream shop where I belong. <laughs> and I just identify so, so much with that right now. Yep. I don't want to go to work today. I want to go to the ice cream shop and just eat eat all the ice cream or eat all the where I belong where I belong or the cream filled donuts or the cream filled donuts Mm. Mm. it's like it's like we tied in the beginning and the end of this episode oh my god (laughs) like you take that and you extrapolate it and it's like where we all want to find the place where we belong and like we're all we're all still in this pandemic and like where we thought we belonged last March, a year ago, almost a year ago, isn't necessarily where we feel we belong now as we approach a year of, like, very intense self-reflection and things. And so that is the thought that I am snacking on today. I love it. Pretty good for no prep, right? <laughs> no, you did prepare. I, I told you that, like, I told you that the snack could be, like, literally anything. No, I know. <laughs> I love it. I just wanted to pat myself on the back. Let me have this.
Okay, Melissa. So do you have anything that, any last words, anything else you'd like to share with us for your very first appearance and for the very first pod? I'm just so excited for you and for all of the Snacks with Max to air and to hear uh, what everybody else has has to share with you and what you're able to pull out of the people in your figurative kitchen talks. Pretty good at pulling things out of people. Mm. <laughs> she did an aggressive wink there too. Just Jeff and I for the listening that gives you the I had to. Okay. <laughs> I got uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening and tuning into the first full episode of Snacks with Mac. And thank you to Melissa for being a peep of the pod. I don't I don't think I've referred to you as Melissa so many times in one sitting. (laughs) It's kinda weird. (laughs) Well, TTFN, ta ta for now.